United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. As you probably know, President Trump decided to cancel Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's trip to Pyongyang. Uh, we heard from Heather Nauert yesterday at the State Department. There is progress being made. Uh, the secretary is not just hopping on a plane and flying to North Korea for his health. He is going there to have serious, substantive talks. What should we read between these particular lines? Joining us on POTUS is Frank Alm, senior expert in North Korea. He is a, uh, has joined the United States Institute of Peace. He came there from the U.S. Korea Institute at John Hopkins University and also had served as the senior advisor for North Korea in the office of the Secretary of Defense under President Obama, advising four secretaries of defense on issues related to Northeast Asia and the Korean Peninsula. Twitter handle, by the way, at USIP. Frank Ahm, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. Is this a, just a sort of another example of the kind of behavior that we have come as, you, as a nation to expect from North Korea, or is this different? Oh, well, it's very similar to North Korea's past pattern of behavior. But you have to remember that, you know, since President Trump and Kim Jong-un met in Singapore uh, over two months ago, the U.S. and North Korea have been mired in a stalemate. And the stalemate is this. North Korea wants uh, Washington to uh, take the first move in terms of um, uh, doing something that will show that there's a better relationship between the two countries. And what they're looking for is an end-of-war declaration to say that the Korean War is over. On the other hand, Washington wants North Korea to take the first move, take some major disarmament action that will signal that North Korea is serious about denuclearization. So there's been a bit of a stalemate about what each side concedes and who goes first. And so what happened was that uh, Secretary Pompeo's counterpart in North Korea had sent him a letter suggesting that, you know, North Korea is going to adopt a very tough bargaining position. And so uh, I think President Trump decided that, hey, that maybe it's not worth it to go to uh, for Secretary Pompeo to go to North Korea this time. Um, and so this move is very similar to what happened before the Singapore summit, where President Trump canceled it to try to gain some quick leverage. And eventually the summit happened anyways. You make it sound like these two are like dealers of some sort. Um, I'm handing you the cash, you're handing me the paper, but who hands it first? You know, do you get the cash before I get the paper or the paper before the cash? I wonder, is the, does the U.S. have a problem with, with ending that war, declaring it over, or is it just symbolic in that the U.S. doesn't want to be taking the first move? Well, that's a very good point. So there has been an internal debate within the U.S. government about what an end-of-war declaration would mean. Some people say that it doesn't mean anything because the war has been effectively over for decades. And so we're just making a, a non-binding political statement that confirms the reality of the end of the war. On the other hand, there's other people in the government who are very concerned because they feel like this sort of declaration would open the door to uh, undermining our security position in South Korea, uh, in the region. Um, there may be some, maybe North Korea or China could use an end-of-war declaration to say, hey, if the war is over, why are there U.S. troops still in Korea? Why is there still a United Nations command? Um, and so that is what some people in the U.S. government are worried about, that this could be a slippery slope to uh, undermining our position there. To the point you're making, uh, yesterday we did hear from the Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, who said that, you know, there's, there's no plans right now for any suspension of military actions or exercises. We took the step to suspend several of the largest exercises 
as a good faith measure uh, coming out of the Singapore summit. Uh, we have no plans at this time to suspend any more exercises. Frank Alm, is it your sense that the United States is sending a unified message to North Korea on these negotiations? Yes. And so what Secretary Mass is referring to is uh, the U.S. and, and South Korea conduct uh, joint military exercises throughout the year. But there's two major ones, one in the spring and one in the fall. The one in the uh, or the one in August, the one in August was canceled uh, or suspended, and that allowed the negotiations to move forward. But what Secretary Mass was saying is that the one in the spring and takes place usually around March, full eagle and um, key resolve. It's a, it's a major exercise where lots of troops go onto the peninsula and practice um, operations and, and, and military plans. That has not yet been suspended. And so what he is suggesting is that if North Korea continues to maintain an obstinate uh, behavior and, and doesn't take these concrete steps towards denuclearization, then uh, those exercises in the spring could be back on. And that would be very uh, 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 irritating to North Korea. What does South Korea figure into? Uh, how do they figure into all of this discussion right now? So South Korea has been um, trying to move forward with uh, progress on inter-Korean cooperation and relations. Uh, they also are very supportive of the end of war declaration. They feel like that could uh, help um, improve the uh, or reduce tensions on the peninsula and be the key that unlocks the diplomatic negotiations. So I think South Korea is very frustrated by the stalled negotiations because it doesn't allow them to move forward with their own inter-Korean cooperation uh, and also the the goal of de- uh, declaring an end of war to the Korean uh, uh, an end to the Korean War by the end of the year is very much in jeopardy. So I think um, President Moon uh, of South Korea is going to have a summit meeting uh, with Kim Jong-un and Pyongyang sometime in early to mid-September. And so I think that meeting will hold greater significance in getting the U.S. and North Korea back on track. And is China playing into this at all? Would they actually like to see the U.S. and North Korea have more negotiations or do they oppose that? No, so China is very much in support of negotiations and diplomacy. They're in support of reducing tensions. They're, they're aligned with the U.S. in terms of uh, seeking the denuclearization of North Korea. But they, while they're aligned with North Korea on that ultimate goal, they're more supportive of North Korea's uh, preferred process of how we get there. So China also wants the U.S. to, to take the first action to provide the first concession. They argue that you know you, the U.S. is the bigger country, so... They should be the one that uh, takes more risk in, in you know, providing uh, reassurance to North Korea. Um, so they are, are aligned with us in that sense. But I think China is frustrated more because of President Trump's willingness to link uh, issues like the U.S.-China trade tensions with the North Korea issue. They don't think that's uh, helpful. Finally, on the optimism pessimism scale if pessimism is a zero optimism is optimism is 100 where are you on that scale referencing the u.s and north korea and moving forward with these negotiations um well if it's just moving forward i i would say maybe a 50 uh 50 50 in terms of moving forward i feel like we're we may be in a similar situation to what happened before the singapore summit where there's you know, a little bit of jostling and, and, and hardball tactics. But eventually, because both North Korea and the United States are invested in a successful outcome, I think that the negotiations will move forward at some point. Now, if you're talking long term about a more successful outcome where we actually see North Korea's denuclearization, uh, I would say maybe a, a, a score of one. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Okay. Frank Ahm, who has been in, uh, in, in, in the seat watching these closely uh, through a couple of administrations. Frank Ahm, thank you for joining us on POTUS today. Thanks for having me. Frank Ahm, senior expert, North Korea at the United States Institute of Peace, joining us to give us the latest on what is taking place between the United States and North Korea. The Twitter handle is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.